Thriving in divorce and beyond means not having to worry about the safety of your children when it comes to co-parenting. With alcohol abuse on the rise, many co-parents are turning to the system committed to providing proof, protection, and peace of mind. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. Soberlink's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Pull back the curtain on the mysteries of parenting time and trust the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology to keep you informed and your kids safe and secure. To download the resource I created with Soberlink, Divorce and Addiction, A Guide to Move Forward, visit www.soberlink.com backslash Susan. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. If you're going to wallow in, oh my God, I can't believe I have to co-parent, you're completely missing the point. You do get time to yourself now. And that time is where you rebuild yourself after divorce. You can't parent 100% of the time and then give yourself a break to get your mojo back. That's, That's hard. So if you can make the most of it and really applaud yourself for leaving a hard situation so that your kids can see a happy mom rather than just a married one, then that helps shift the perspective a bit. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. And today is a big day. I say this on every podcast taping, I think, but today is a really exciting day for me because my friend, Michelle Dempsey-Multak, is here with us today. So first, welcome, Michelle. Thank you, Susan. It's a big day for me, too, to be on the woman who basically, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. So I, I like to refer to you as my mentor. I can't believe like how things turn out. You had like this, you know, you told me you should start a podcast. You should maybe move more into the world of divorce. You should take this certification. And now here I am with a book. And I feel like I owe so much of that to you. And I'm eternally grateful. Thank you. Well, that's really sweet. And all I can say is I I think it was your Instagram that I saw first. And I saw you yeah. there. And I... First of all, if you're not following Michelle on Instagram, everyone go follow the Michelle Dempsey on Instagram. I, I it it just drew me in, and the minute we talked, I I just knew I knew you had you already had incredible things that you had accomplished, and I knew you had a lot more incredible things that you could accomplish and help other people because your gift is that you can take what is an extremely difficult process and you distill it down and help people with information and support in a way that 
Very few people, honestly, I've been in this divorce world for a long time. Not many people have your gift for being able to help people. So moms moving on is a phenomena and you are the driving force behind it. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that compliment. And, you know, I I think people always ask me like, what is your, or what are your talents or whatever? What do you do in the divorce world that makes you so special? They don't say it like that, but I do think that's what it is. It's really just like breaking down each trial and tribulation that comes up when you're a mom that's divorcing and looking at it from, well, my whole thing is flipping everything on its head, right? Like, let's take how we feel and shift this perspective. Otherwise, we're never going to get through this one little hard thing. And I found that in doing that for others, it's really helped me a lot too. You know, like part of our work in helping others, we're really working through a lot ourselves. And, you know, I'm like a, a divorce veteran with having been a child of divorce and now being a divorced mom myself. And I just, you know, I, I truly think the the purpose of life is to give in a way that others can't. And so my thing is to help through hard times. And so I'm, I'm honored to be able to do that. Well, and you, and you do it beautifully and you do it, you know, you started with, you know, writing about divorce and then mm-hmm. you, you know, your social media around that topic was, I think a really accessible way for people to start hearing your little nuggets of wisdom, as I always call them. But then, you know, I knew the minute I talked to you, a podcast was was going to be phenomenal. And it's one of the joys of my life is if you ever go Google top divorce podcasts, it's your po- podcast, Moms and Moving On, my podcast, Divorce and Beyond, and our friend Kate Anthony's and Kate. <laughs> Divorce Survival Guide. So how awesome is it to be the three top divorce podcasts? It is. And it's wild. And I think, you know, a lot of people say, why do you think your podcast is so successful? And my answer, because, you know, imposter syndrome and I'm self-deprecating, I'm like, well, there just aren't that many divorce podcasts out there. You know, it's such a, such a niche topic, but being committed to providing really valuable information, uh, bringing on experts like yourself and Kate Anthony and everyone else under the sun to answer the questions I don't know how to answer. I think that that's you know, that's been the key there, but you're doing it. Others are doing it. And I think there's not enough information. It's funny. Somebody wrote to me recently, like I've, I've been following you forever and I, and I live and breathe for your podcast. I'm, I'm working with a coach and I, and I don't want you to be mad that it's not you. I didn't even know who this person was. (laughs) And I'm like, honey, that we all have a different angle and you have to work with the person that feels good for you. Take from where it feels good. Maybe it's a little of my podcast and maybe it's a little bit of Kate's and maybe it's your information and a session with Wendy Sterling, who's amazing, you know, and there's just so much within this little divorce world that we are all providing together. And I think it's wild. And I also think how amazing if, if I had that when I was going through my divorce or my mom had it when she was going through hers, but we're here now. One of the reasons why I think we're all so dedicated to trying to help people through this process. We've been through it. We help people all the time. You know, I've been in the world of divorce for 32 years. A lot of people are like, why on earth would you stay immersed in the world of divorce for 32 years? (laughs) And how does your skin still look so good, right? (laughs) Zoom filters. (laughs) But it is. I, I think there is that element of us as we know how hard it was. We know how hard it can be. And we want it to be different for people because we also know that that can be as well. Your next foray into helping people, people can see it who are watching the video. I also have what I'm happy to say 
is a pre-release copy because I got to read mm -hmm. the book several months ago before um, it was uh, ready to go to publishing. And I'm hopeful that um, I wrote some words about it that it that I think it's really going to make some big changes in the world. So I'm hoping those are in there because I truly believe in the power of this book. There's a page with your endorsement. <laughs> anyway, you're in here. I mean, you're all over uh, it. Well, I just, yeah, you're, I, because you're right here. Oh, Susan Guthrie. See, guys, if you're looking right on here. the video, yes. there I am. <laughs> and honestly, I was honored to be able to read it. I was blown away when I read it. And when, you know, next week, this episode, it's actually, we're taping this the week before the release. It's going to come out the day before the release. So for all of you who are listening or watching right now, the book comes out tomorrow and you can still pre-order a copy today. And I just want the world to know about it because this is just as your podcast, just as your social, just as your writing and you yourself as a speaker, everything that you do has started to change the lives of so many women. This is going to continue that. And so I'm, I'm so Thank happy you. to see it birthed out in this world. I'm, I'm really, truly thrilled for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. This is like hard. It's hard not to get emotional thinking about. Yeah. I mean, the, the crazy amount of DMS and emails I get from women that are like, it's four in the morning. I can't sleep. So I'm, binging your podcast and I'm looking through your Instagram and thank you for being you. And I, and I still read those. I get so many of them, Susan, and I read them and I'm like, huh? Like, what did I, I, I don't, I don't think it's me. I, I think it's just this power that we make somebody else feel when we tell them it's all going to be okay because it is all going to be okay. Right. But I'm so grateful to be in this space and to know that I'm impacting the lives of others. I think it brings me such a sense of accomplishment and fulfillment. And at the same time, you know, I'm really clear and authentic with people that like, I don't have it all figured out yet either. Like co-parenting is an ongoing, you know, adventure. I'll call it like it is it. an adventure. Yeah. That's the word. It's an adventure. And, and the more I work with clients one-on-one -on -one, and the more I get to hear people's stories and the more I take a step back and look at my own situation from a different perspective. I feel, you know, it just is, it's like a cycle. Like I can just continue to give and learn and grow. Yeah. Well, and you have, as I said earlier, you do have that beautiful way of being able to distill down really difficult concepts and really tough emotional moments in this process into almost a soundbite or a t-shirt slogan or a, a <laughs> social media no, Christina McGee has the t-shirt, but, but I have the memes for she sure. She does have the, the memes. memes. I'll take. And by the way, your reels and TikTok are killing it these days, ladies. So oh, thank you. <laughs> I love your videos. I mean, you have to like, I have to keep up with like the masses. Like, you know, all of a sudden Instagram was like, we'll pay you if you start making reels. And I'm like, I don't want to be on video. That's like makeup and clothes and okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> well, you look fabulous and I look forward to them every day. <laughs> Thank you. But I do want to talk about the book because what I thought we would do, again, I've mentioned, I've read it. I've actually read it twice. I read it back several months ago and then I just read it again last week. And what I thought we could do, uh, because I want people to get an idea of just how fabulous it is and just how fabulous you are. I've sort of picked out six of my 
favorite chapters. And I just wondered if I could add, you know, get some insights from you on each one of these chapters and maybe a little tidbit without giving everything away. Yes. Just so people can get an idea of just and run out people. Yeah, I would love to hear get the book. Which six I have no idea because there are so many chapters. There are almost 30 chapters because I literally had to cover everything. Well, and you did, <laughs> and that's one of the aspects. Yes. So I took six the the ones and, and it's not surprising. I think three of them are kind of on the co-parenting side of things. Mm-hmm. And three of them are more about you and re, uh, you, you're the listener, the person who's reading it um, in their re, sort of recovery or process. So let's start out. Hmm, I see. I, I think I want to start out with X bashing. It's X bashing. Yes. Will you ever get over hating your ex? That's an important one to write for me because I grew up with two parents who hated each other. And for me, it was really easy to have to accept that my emotions did not have a place in front of my daughter, but it's really hard for some people to take a step back, you know, and, and even, even when I very plainly and simply put it out on Instagram, you know, X bashing your ex in front of your children will damage your children. I still get responses like, but they should know what kind of dad he is. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah, but like, yeah, but you know, no, <laughs> yeah. But the years in therapy for me to undo the damage and the brainwashing and the manipulation. And even if you think it's a benign comment, like, oh, of course your dad didn't give me the check. He never brings the check. You know, things like that put so much weight on a child's shoulders and tears them up emotionally. Um, and I just, you know, I don't know, you can hate your ex, but you can't hate them in front of your children. That's just, that's my philosophy. I'm sticking to it. I'm, I I don't care if he was the worst human under the sun, let your children make their own choices and decisions when they're old enough. Cause in the meantime, they need to feel loved by two parents and safe with two parents in order to thrive. Yeah. I've heard you say that before, and I know it comes from a really deep place because of what you went through as a child and that you've been yeah. able to then turn it around and that you took that experience and were able to translate it into your daughter's experience or to make sure your daughter's experience was different. I think that is a great deal of the power behind that message. You said on our prior episode that you came on and I, I use this quote, attributing it to you all the time, but you said, I wake up every morning and want to be or decide to be that day, the person I want my daughter to be when she grows up. And I think that's yeah. so powerful. And it's a hard, hard role to fill because I'm like riddled with issues that I'm like starting to see a little bit in my daughter, whether it's her perfectionism or, you know, the shoes got to feel just right on the foot or, you know, she does, if she doesn't get an A on something, she freaks out. I'm like, oh my God, this is my child. But it's making those conscious decisions every day to, to say, okay, what do I want her to feel? What do I not want her to feel? Who do I want her to be? And what role do I play in that? And it's exhausting, but that's parenting. And especially when you're parenting in pieces, when you're, you know, I'm a 50% parent. So I have to make like 200% effort when I'm with her and it's the life I've committed to and, and I'm not perfect. And, you know, it's funny, her therapist said to me recently, like, maybe you're doing it too well because she doesn't see that with you. There's, you don't mess up. You don't have those weak mom moments. And I'm like, you know what? You're probably right. And I, coincidentally had one recently in front of her and she was like, mom, who are you? Okay. Like who, 
who are you? Like you, I, I, I yelled for the first time, I think ever in her life. And she was like, looking at me like, who is this person? And where did my mom go? But I was so happy to have a human moment in front of her because I, I do work that hard. And I do put a lot of pressure on myself to give her the examples and, and teach her the things that weren't taught to me. Yeah, but I, I can hear that actually. There's a great deal of power in showing our children that we are human. I remember vulnerability. I'm I'm in my fifties, I'll say that. I won't say exactly where in them. I remember a day as a child where my mom was having a bit of a meltdown and she just said, Well, I'm not perfect. And I remember thinking, What? <laughs> what? Yeah. You're my mom. Of course you're perfect. Right. And, and that's always Bella's response to me because I've started saying, oh, well, you know, if I put the wrong socks on her that day, you know, m- mommy doesn't do it all, all of the time. You know, mommy makes mistakes too. And she's like, no, you're the queen. You're the princess. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't see it like that. But, you know, and I did write in the book about letting your children see you cry. I would never advise dumping all of your emotions onto your child. I would say, you know, get in the car, grab some tissues and have a good cry. But if they do see you being emotional, emotional or having moments of vulnerability. It's such a great opportunity for like a teachable moment. Like, you know, don't be scared of your feelings. Feelings happen and we go through hard things and it's okay to be upset about them as is the case with divorce. Yeah. And maybe just talk to them about it and without having to delve into the details of hating your ex. And that might be why you're crying. So I love that the ex bashing and why it's not a good idea. And you actually just mentioned one of my other favorite chapters, which is parenting in pieces, you know, how to survive your time without your kids. I know this is a huge challenge, especially I'll be gender specific, but I do know that this, I hear this reportedly, you know, through clients it's really hard for moms in many cases, especially when they've been primary. Bella was two when I got separated and her dad played a role in her life. It's not like I was doing all the work by myself, but it's unnatural biologically to be like taken away from your children when they're that young, like animals in the wild carry their kids around for years. You know, it's like we birth these humans and then we're biologically wired and connected to them. You know, we know what they need before they need it. We can decode their cries all of a sudden it's like, ah, I think I'll, I'll give you to this person. I can't even look at in the face anymore yeah, for here, 50% take, of your life. Take my human. No worries. Yeah. Let me, let me go to the mall. You know, it's like, how do you adjust to that? It still is one of the hardest things I have to do. And obviously I'm much better at it now, five years later, but like, even now, like, you know, I know she went there and she was upset about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh God, I wish I could be there to talk her through it, you know? And And that's just part of it. And you have to really take a step back and say, okay, the benefits to parenting in pieces, there are many, as I wrote about in the chapter, one of them being that if you do it the right way and you're not, you know, a total disaster, constantly making your child feel bad about the other parent, your children are learning to be resilient and adaptable. There is no kid that goes back and forth between two homes that isn't going to be able to like rock it when it comes to going to college or going away to sleepaway camp or, you know, just being a well-functioning adult, like that's, that's a great lesson in itself. But the other part of that is realizing that first of all, you don't have to be married to be a great mom. I say that all the time, but the time that you do have with your children, not that you wouldn't make it wonderful a hundred percent of the time, it becomes so much more intentional and filled with purpose. You know, like I remember when I started co-parenting and 
you know, all these mommy accounts on social media would be like, oh, someone take my kids away from me. Or, you know, I need to go hide in the closet and have a glass of wine. And I'm like, what? I don't feel that way ever. And yes, of course, there are challenges when I'm with Bella that I'm like, Jesus, just go to sleep or, you know, but it's this notion of those 18 years are basically nine years for me now. So I'm going to make those nine years freaking amazing. And I'll lay with her a little longer and I'll brush that knot out for the 18th time because, you know, she claims it's still there. I'll do those things because, you know, this is my time with her. And lastly, parenting in pieces, if you're going to wallow in, oh my God, I can't believe I have to co-parent, you're completely missing the point that like, you do get time to yourself now. And that time is where you rebuild yourself after divorce. You can't parent 100% of the time and then give yourself a break to get your mojo back. That's that's hard. So if you can make the most of it and really applaud yourself for leaving a hard situation so that your kids can see a happy mom rather than just a married one, then that helps shift the perspective a bit. Yeah, a happy and fulfilled mom who has, you know, has had that opportunity. Um, and I know there are moms out there who don't, and dads, who don't have the benefit of a co-parent who's actively involved. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen that strain and stress on people when they don't have a very active co-parent or one that actually has their parenting time. And and then be, you are truly that single parent. Yes, you, you know, when you're co-parenting, you're the on-duty parent half the time or whatever your timeshare is. Mm -hmm. But when you are solely the only parent that's ever on duty, it's very hard to recharge those batteries. It's very hard to recharge. And I write about that too in the book because nobody needs more of a recharge than single moms who are not co-parenting. I mean, I saw that with my own mom and you know, she was unapologetic about her recharge time. She called in her resources, whether it was my grandma who lived in the same neighborhood or a babysitter. Like my mom truly lived her life in spite of her two children and the divorce. And it was amazing because I got the best of her when I was with her. Well, and she uh, raised a kind of incredible daughter. So it must have worked a little bit. Yes, maybe. I, you know, I wasn't always so incredible. I think she would she would argue with you there. But yes, she unknowingly taught me all of the lessons I needed uh, to learn about being a strong, independent, high road kind of woman. Like she is where I've learned to take the high road, not engage in conflict that I don't need to engage in. You know, her mindset was always, I'm better than that. I don't need to go there with that person. She'll smile at the person, you know, who gives her the middle finger in traffic. Like she's, that's where I got it from. And I'm so grateful because I'm, I've got that New York like <laughs> Italian girl in me and I can kind of go the other way sometimes. I think that's why I make such a stand for just don't fight with your ex. Like let them fight with you. You know, they can't fight with you if you're not fighting back. Right. Like don't, don't have, you don't have to shut down every argument. You don't have to have the last word. You'll exhaust yourself. You'll emotionally keep yourself tangled to this person and you'll never be able to move on. And you'll never win. I mean, it never. Right. There is no winning. Hello to my colleagues out there. You're going to hear us talk about the fact that Michelle is a Mostyn Guthrie certified co-parenting specialist. And I wanted to explain what that means. Michelle was one of our inaugural class of co-parenting specialists who took our intensive four-day training program led by renowned parenting expert, Christina McGee, 
who you've heard on this podcast several times. This program is an innovative, child-centered approach to working with your separated parents so that you can help them have a divorce that puts their children at the center and not in the middle. So if you're interested in becoming a co-parenting specialist yourself, check out the website at mostonguthrie.com. Our next training is going to be in May of this year. Stay tuned for more from my chat with my friend and colleague, Michelle Dempsey-Multak, as we celebrate the imminent release of her new book and share some tidbits and tips that you're going to find in it. Don't forget, the book comes out tomorrow, and for those who pre-order today, you can attend the free virtual celebration and informational sessions that Michelle is holding with some of her favorite divorce experts, including yours truly. So go to the show notes or go to momsmovingon.com and pre-order your copy of the book, and we'll see you tomorrow. You really just have to worry about creating your own consistent routines for your kids, because if they know what to expect in both places, even if it's vastly different, they still have a sense of security because they know what's coming. And those boundaries for them are important and doesn't have to match up with your ex at all, really. If you're enjoying this episode, check out last week's episode with Gabrielle Hartley, whose brand new TEDx was a worldwide top 10 in its first month of release with her yes method to help us all get along. When we're going through a divorce, we tend to be on a constant, consistent loop of whatever the narrative is about the divorce, about the players in the divorce, about how our lawyers are wasting our money, how the other lawyer is making us waste our money with our lawyer. And we need to interrupt our thinking in order to transcend it and to come out on the other side and feel differently about the situation and to actually have a different outcome. And now we return to today's show. So my next chapter, and we'll go back to sort of the more of the focus on you, the listener, you, the reader, um, one step forward, three steps back. I've been thinking about that chapter today. See? Because sometimes sometimes I'm one step forward and 12 steps back. I I think it's a good one to talk about. Right. Well, tell us about that. Tell us about a 12 steps back kind of day for you. I'm going to relate it to a client, actually. So uh, I have a client up in New Hampshire, and she's going through a terrible divorce, there's domestic violence, there's a no contact order, there's a lot to make her angry at this person, never want to speak or see him again. She can't see him right now, thank God. But she said to me, she's like, Michelle, I don't know. I woke up this today and she's like, I literally think there's something wrong with me. I still love him. Why, why do I still love him? And why am I sad about this divorce when he is such a horrible person? And I'm like, hello, because you you don't just like get divorced and then all of these feelings go away. Oof. It's okay to take a few steps back and look around and understand your feelings and help help yourself process them. I think that's so important. You know, we in the social media world, the the term healed is everywhere. Like you have to heal, you have to heal. Yes, you have to be healing. You're never fully healed. It's like you never fully learn everything there is to know in the world. You're constantly learning and evolving. If you just put this pressure on yourself to just get over it, be healed, never have any more setbacks, you're setting yourself up for failure. And that's really what the chapter is about. You have to accept that some days you're going to be on it and rocking it and like, I don't need no man. I I am good. Look at me. And then, you know, as was my case, my internet went out and I had a nervous breakdown because I didn't have my husband there to fix it for me and I didn't know what to do. And it was like three days of wallowing and like pity for myself, you know, so- 
those moments are okay. And if we don't allow for them, we can't process them. If we don't process them, they stay built up in us and they come out in other ways. And so you're going to have your days where you feel like you're over and your days where you're like, why do I love this person who hurt me? And I just think that's all a normal part of the process. And that's, I was really trying to clarify that you don't have to feel bad about those feelings. Yeah. Well, as our friend, Dr. Um, Elizabeth Cohen says, you, who will be um, at the book launch uh, tomorrow. Yes. You, we have to stop shooting on ourselves, right? We have to stop mm-hmm. saying, I should feel this. I should get over this. I should do this, that, be that, or feel this way. We are human. You're going yeah. to feel three steps back some, or 12 steps back, as you said, some days. Yeah. And, and in my own personal situation, you know, I'm always talking about boundaries. I'm really good at setting boundaries. I'm really good about not showing up to every, every fight I'm invited to, you know, but I'm also human. And there are times I'm also a a human people pleaser. I will just say yes to avoid a fight 99% of the time. Sometimes I can't do that. And I set myself back emotionally. I'm like, oh, why did I just let him get the best of me? Or why did I respond to that? You know, even in the most amicable of situations, you're gonna not see eye to eye all of time. And sometimes I'm not at my best, <laughs> but I learned from it. And what's great is I've learned to apologize. You know, like my ex said to me last weekend, like, there was no need for you to get upset about that. Like, I was just trying to have a conversation. And then I wanted to remind him, like, why I was upset. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I didn't. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that because I know it ruined your afternoon. Sorry. And I think, you know, that's that's growth on my part. I would imagine there was a whoa moment for There him. was no response. <laughs> Oh, well, only some people grow and some people take a little bit longer. So (laughs) give it time, maybe. I think he was just floored by my apology. That's all. You know, I, I, but I do think that's growth on your part and that's a step forward, right? So that's, and maybe it's several steps forward. So there's always steps forward. There's always steps back. So let's talk about co-parenting again, because um, I I have a few, uh, there's actually two more chapters. I'm going to do two more co-parenting chapters and we're going to end on a a you chapter. Um, Okay. First, and these were two of, I love, so one of, one of Michelle's um, wonderful talents is coming up with these catchy, like, titles for each of her chapters that really make you want to dive into that chapter. So this one was co-parenting life hacks, consistency in two homes. I'm like life hacks (laughs) for co-parenting. Who doesn't want to know what's in that chapter? Right. Like save me the trouble. Tell me what to do. Yes. Um, Well, yeah, listen, everybody is going to have in their co-parenting relationship, like these things that drive them crazy. For me, one of them used to be Bella not having everything she needed in my house or she would get to her dad's and then there wasn't, you know, she didn't have the shirt that she needed. But the chapter really just talks about where you can make life easier in that co-parenting process. And it also teaches you about, you know, which battles to pick, what not to stress so much over. You know, a lot of people worry about maintaining consistency in two homes. Like everything has to be exactly the same. It absolutely does not at all. In fact, when it's different, it's actually exciting for the kids. And they and they learn, you know, this is life in daddy's house. This is how it's going to be here. I love X, Y, and Z about daddy's house. And then here's life in mommy's house. It's a little bit different. And these X, Y, and Z things feel good there. You know, if they're not life altering things, like, I don't know 
one, one parent says, yes, no, you don't have to go to sleep and I'm going to leave you home alone when you're five. And the other parent is more safe and secure. If it's not that, you know, there's, there's so much you can let go of and not drive yourself nuts over. And, and it's drive yourself nuts, right? Because uh, in most of those cases, if it's not a safety issue, like you were talking about, and it's really just, we have a bit of differing styles and face it, a lot of parents who are still together have exceedingly different parenting styles. And I, and I wrote about that in the book too. And, and the other point, I mean, we can't gloss over is that if you did everything the same way and you saw eye to eye on everything, probably wouldn't be getting divorced. Like the idea that you're going to get divorced and then, you know, one of you is going to listen to the other about how to do every little thing is asinine. Yeah. And it's just not going to be that way. You really just have to worry about creating your own consistent routines for your kids. Because if they know what to expect in both places, even if it's vastly different, they still have a sense of security because they know what's coming. And those boundaries for them are important and doesn't have to match up with your ex at all, really. Yeah. Well, and I think you just dropped a little gold nugget there for people. The consistency can be within the household, not between the two households. Be consistent Mm -hmm. in your home. That's what you can control. Right. And now when, when we're dealing with kids that are older, you know, a lot of what I write about is school age, younger children, uh, elementary age, because that's, that's my demographic. But if you're dealing with teenagers, yes, discipline should be consistent in both homes. If you're a 50% co-parent and you have a 10 PM curfew in one home and a 12 PM curfew in another, things are going to get a little hairy and, and you do have to come together. There more uncertain things, but you know, I can't tell you how many moms will reach out to me and be like, Oh my God, it's nine o'clock and the kids aren't asleep. They go to bed at eight 30 with me. And I'm like, guess what? They're still going to go to college. <laughs> they can still thrive. Like they're going to be okay. You know, it's an attack on your mommy ego. Cause like, it's not the way you would do it, but got to like, take yourself out of it and think big picture. Like, are they going to end up homeless on the street because they went to bed later? No, they'll still be able to thrive. <laughs> we promise that if, if they we end promise. up homeless on the street, it won't be because of bedtime. Right. Yeah. So that kind of leads into the other co-parenting. And this one had another title that I just couldn't pass up. Um, And they kind of go together. You also have a chapter entitled Parenting Plan Secrets No One Has Told You About. And I'm like, how can you not read that chapter? Well, you know, hello, I was getting divorced. I think it's in the beginning of this chapter where I write about like, you know, I'm not the person to stop and ask for directions. Yes. I don't read the directions on like, you know, I was making slime with Bella earlier, completely messed it up because I didn't want to take the two seconds to like read the directions. I did not ask any questions. My lawyer gave me a standard Florida parenting plan, said, look it over. I went like that. I handed it back. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Fine. Like, hello. Now I'm left with things that I'm like, what? Like, why couldn't I stop for five minutes and read things through and ask questions? I think the other part of that is for a lot of people, they don't, they're, they're, they're very intent on rushing the process because they think once they're divorced, their lives will be easy. (laughs) And I'm like, nope, that's, that's not how it works. Because if you don't ask the questions and you don't understand what a right of first refusal is, or you don't ask about how you can not spend every other 
Christmas without your kid. Like there are ways to make the parenting plan work so well for both you and your children. And it's not necessarily in the standard one that your lawyer is going to hand over to you. And so that chapter was important to me because, you know, I always like to say I learned the hard way. This is one of those things I really learned the hard way. And and yeah, I mean, most of my sessions with clients now that, you know, they're always like, tell me, tell me, let's look at my parenting plan. And I'm like, I, I'm very happy to do it because, you know, once that parenting plan is signed and sealed and delivered, it's very hard to undo anything in it. And it's worth taking the time for. Oh, it sure is. And and actually, I, I'm just going to say here, I'm really happy to say you are actually one of the inaugural graduating classes of co-parenting specialists that we mm-hmm. have with Mostyn Guthrie. Um, Michelle just came and with a, a few wonderful colleagues, you know, because she's so dedicated to really making divorce about kids and divorce kid-centered. And that's one of the things we talk about in that, right? Being able to make a parenting plan that works for your kids. And the standard templates that come from courts are not usually the ones that are going to do that. No. No. And and one of the biggest nuggets that I took away from that co-parenting specialist course was, I love the saying, keep your children at the center, not in the middle. And, you know, br- we talked about bringing the children into the room metaphorically when you're creating the parenting plan, like what would feel the best for Susie and Johnny? Not, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to whatever, give you time with the kids on Christmas. Like who does that hurt? It doesn't hurt anybody but the kids. And so that's just, if I could tell anybody one thing about divorce is like, do it through your children's eyes, not through your emotions. Oh, such a good one. That's another t-shirt slogan we can grab. <laughs> <laughs> and and Christina would like that one, Christina McGee. Oh, she's amazing. She really is. She is. So we have to end though. On why? Well, oh, I know gosh. we could go through. There are a lot of chapters. How many? Thirty some here, but uh, there's like twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. We could stop with one more. Okay, we're gonna do one more because I loved. I just had to include this title for the chapter in here because I'll be honest with you, it reminds me of you, and it is sassy, classy, and a little or a lot badassy, being your best self after divorce. Well, who doesn't want to be that? Yes, you exactly. Know? And I. I got to tell you, is that the chapter about the bodysuit? I think it's a chapter about the bodysuit. That's one of my favorite chapters. That chapter, the story in that chapter that I added that was personal was about me at a time right before my marriage ended. I didn't know when it was ending, but we weren't in a great place and it hurt. And I took it personally. I thought I was a failure. I thought it was me emotionally. I thought it was me physically. Bella was not even two at that point. So I was literally always in like a dirty t-shirt and ripped jeans and and, (laughs) did not feel the least bit attractive or, you know, I was kind of, I had no connection with myself at that point. I should say, I I didn't really value what made me, me or what gifts or unique qualities I brought to the world. It was really just about trying to make my marriage work and trying to be a mom. I had a weekend alone. Bella's dad that weekend went to a bachelor party my mom offered to watch Bella and really encouraged that like, I should go out and do something for myself. So called my best friend and I'm like, she was single at the time. I'm like, let's go downtown. And she was like, okay. And I'm like, it was so hard getting dressed that night because in my mind, like I didn't want to be too sexy because I'm married. And I had this like bodysuit hanging in the closet. It was like 
Michelle, wear me tonight's tonight. Put me on. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like a married mom. Like, and it was nothing over the top. It was just something I had never worn before. And I remember putting it on and I'm like, oh, oh, hello. Like there, there you are. Her. Yes. And I put it on and I felt like so good. And it was the first time I had, I don't know, felt confident in a really long time. And so we went out for drinks and I'm super awkward. Even when I'm single, like if a guy comes over to buy me a drink, I'm like, Haha, I don't know. <laughs> like, no, thanks. I'm very weird like that. So in my bodysuit and my jeans, a man did approach me to buy a drink. And I mean, I had my wedding ring on and I was, I, I said no, but I'm like, yes, I still got it. Like, I got it. You know, and it, it gave me the sense of like security that I still had something worth desiring. And then, and maybe it was shallow in that moment. And I was, you know, only worried about the physical, but that's when I started really reconnecting with myself again and saying like, okay, this marriage could potentially end. What am I going to do? How am I going to feel good? How am I going to feel strong? And within that came, you know, I was in the process of building a business. I used to have a marketing business and I just went like balls to the wall, like built that up. I was going to be successful. I turned inward. I really did. And, you know, I'm sure if you ask my ex, I was selfish and disconnected at the end of the marriage. Cause I was working so hard for what was next because I didn't want to be left like down and out, you know? So I, um, my husband always says I'm one step ahead and I kind of am, I'm always <laughs> planning for like the next thing. Well, and, and you mentioned Spencer, your husband, you are a mom who has moved on and it's why it's, you know, moms moving on is the perfect name for the podcast and now the book. Mm -hmm. I'm so, Michelle, I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited for the book to come out. It's coming out tomorrow. Everybody's now heard just some of the gems that, I mean, just abound in the book. Tell people about launch day tomorrow, where they can get the book and what's happening tomorrow. Yeah, you still have time to pre-order the book. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all everywhere. But you, if you go to my website and pre-order, you'll also see information to join our launch day summit. So I'll be celebrating the entire day of book launch with some of my favorite divorce professionals, Susan included, obviously. Um, we have Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, Dr. Eileen Cohen, who is a psychotherapist and talks about managing your anxiety through the divorce process. We have Kate Anthony, who talks about those changing friendships after divorce and how to manage them. We have Evelyn Mendal, an early childhood expert, who's going to be talking about how to speak to your children about divorce and the complexities of co-parenting. So much good stuff. There's other people, and I can't think of it right now, but that event is free for anybody who pre-orders because it's really just like saying thank you. Here is a crash course in everything you need to know about divorce before you read the book. And so I'm excited that we'll be doing that. I think it'll be, it'll bring a lot of value. I couldn't imagine celebrating such a big day without you ladies. Well, I'm telling you, they were about to switch the day of the launch and I wasn't going to be able to participate. And I was absolutely crushed because I am so excited for you. And I'm so excited for the world to have this resource. Um, And so I'm, I'm thrilled that I'm going to be there tomorrow with you. you. I'm thrilled that you're here with me today and everybody that I'm going to have links to everything in the, in the um, show notes, go and get your copy. I have pre-ordered a copy and I expect my Amazon delivery tomorrow. So yay. (laughs) Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.